Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tuesday, the 10th of August, we are more than two-thirds the way through Major League Baseball season, and welcome into the Freddie Peralta Truther Show. Jack McMullen, Peter Apple, we love Freddie. We love Freddie, and he's pitching today. I have the under in Cubs Brewers, under nine, it's Freddie Peralta versus Alec Mills. Before the game tips off, because we're recording before that, I love how I said tips off off as if it's basketball, yes. (laughs) Before it tips off. What do you think about the pick? Under? Under nine. Freddie Peralta, Alec Mills, 3.27 ERA at Wrigley, 5-4-5 on the road. Alec Mills threw his no-hitter at Miller Park against the Brewers last year. Under. So, galaxy brain here. It might be a one nothing game. <laughs> I also, I'm wearing my Slam Diego t-shirt. And we also have the Padres, minus one and a half today. We've been on a roll. We had 11 and four week last week. Pretty what's, good. What's beautiful about this is we're going over your picks for yesterday. Like, yeah, literally podcast, that's what we're doing. The podcast is going to come out and everybody's going to know what the outcome is. So when it's 11 to eight, the Cubs beat the Brewers, we're screwed. That's why it's perfect. People can come back and tell me where I'm wrong, or they can come back and be like, hey, he kind of knows what he's talking about. Let's talk about your shirt. That is a sweet shirt. Slam Diego in the vintage 80s Padres font. You Breaking oh. tees. It's fire. Breaking Tees. We now have a new collection on BreakingTees.com, the Just Baseball collection. Jack, the t-shirts are unbelievably cool. They're perfect. Can I I give you a little fashion show right now? Hold on. How many did you get? I think there's 12 here. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. So that's like Bridesmaids when Melissa McCarthy is asked by Kristen Wiig, how many puppies did you take? I took nine. I took nine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe bit off a bit more than I could chew. You got 12 T's from our guys at Breaking T's. 12 T's from our guys at Breaking T's. Let's let's break into them Hold first. On. 
Are you, are you committed selfishly? Are you committed to holding on to all 12 of these? No. So that's why I think we have something that we can talk about because I want to, I want to show you the 12 and I want you to pick your two favorites. Yes. Yes. God. Yes. Okay. All right. First, both. Wait, I got to speak into the mic. Yeah. Both flows. Both flows. Bo Bichette, Blue Jay shirt. Give it a rating out of 10. That's a good look. Wow, it's blue with a white font, and you've got a running Bo Bichette right in between the B and the O. It's sick. That's, that's a sweet look. I'll say eight and a half, but not my vibe. That's eight an and a half out of ten. No worries. Yeah. This one I think you'll like. The Rizzo Show. Look at that. Now playing the Rizzo Show. With theater signage. I can't do it because he's a Yankee. you got to hold on to that because he's a Yankee. It Absolutely. is cool. 7.7. Uh, I'm giving that a nine. This is this is the one that you're gonna take, but I can't give it to you because it's my favorite. God, okay. Swing three zero in White Sox font, Yerman. Oh, yeah, uh, maybe I right. should give it to you. This one's so sick. That's so sick. Swing three zero, and if we remember, Tony Larusa got very upset with Yerman Mercedes. After he swung 3-0 and hit a home run, even though he's a Major League Baseball player and like you get paid to hit home runs. But I guess it wasn't the right count for him to do it. So they made a shirt that says swing 3-0, and I really like it. Also, this one is kind of up your alley. Another San Diego one, because I already have this one. Okay. Fernando, look how swaggy this one is. To the city of San Diego, we're here to stay. I love this city. I love the fans. I love the culture. I love the vibe. I'm all about winning. And I'm all about winning in San Diego. And it has Fernando Tatis face with the words running through his hair. That's incredibly cool. Tatis is like looking off to the side. And that's that brown. The last two are both north and nine. All right. I'm down with that one. Next one. This one is sick. You might love this one too. Shohei, Mike Trout, we believe. How can they believe? The angels are like. That's why it's hilarious. <laughs> they, they, they just believe. It's a cool shirt. It's a cool shirt. You don't love it as much because no. you don't you don't believe. I don't believe. You don't believe. It's All like right, Polar God. Express. I, another, I just don't believe. Another sick one. Vladdy. I mean, come on. These are so cool. What They're the so hell? cool. Look at that one. What do you think about that one? It's just Vladdy just... smiling with Guerrero Jr. running down the side. It's not super complicated, but it's very nice. No. All right. How many more we got? One or we two? We got like seven more. I'll no do way. quick. Yeah, doing Otto quick. still bangs. This one is unreal. Otto still bangs. Is stop sweet. hitting home runs. That's sweet. Did you know that coming into August 9th, his last 14 hits, 10 of them were bombs? Gosh. He's strong, dude. And he's, he's like strong. I he's got like the dad strength and he's got the I've been an athlete for 20 years strength. He's also just got the I've been an excellent hitter strength. Right. For just like a very long time. Right. This one, Chris Bryant by the bay. I need that one. You like this one? Yeah, I'm willing to give this one to you. This one's sick. I need that. I love KB. All right, I'm put oh this God. aside for you. This one. Oh, I got more. Wander boy. You got to hold on to that one. I'm holding on to it forever. I could probably sell this as an NFT in like 20 years. <laughs> Do you I know, what know how that works? For? Um, natural photography telekinetic yeah, yeah uh photography with an f <laughs> not a ph 
non-fungible token. I have no idea what fungible means. How do you not know what fungible means? You thought <laughs> photography was spelled with an F. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Uncle Larry, Philadelphia Phillies shirt. Uncle Larry with McCutcheon with a styrofoam cup in his hand. I like this one. Whoa. What's Did you hear that outside my window? Yeah. What was that? It's like the Queen's infantry just went down Avenue A. Shout out New York. Shout out New York. Oh, I got more. Is this, is this bit more? getting old now? A, a little bit. It's getting dry. LFGM. That's a yeah. swaggy one. McCutch or A's stash bros. Oh, Chapman and Olsen, both with their like B grade stashes. I S- know. I don't know why they call them the stash bros. Like if they don't have real mustaches, but we'll they're take trying it. to play off of Steph and Clay. I saved the best for last. Okay. Chicks dig, Chicks the, dig wong the wong ball with Colton Wong. Tell me that's, that's a good cool. look. That's a good look. So pick two. Uh, oof. If you're not willing to depart with swing three, oh, I understand. I totally understand. It's too sick. Okay, I get it. The KB one for sure. Honestly, because I'm in close proximity to Milwaukee, my girlfriend is going to med school in Milwaukee. I think I need chicks dig the wong ball. I think you do too. I think you've earned it. Let's do. Let's do all it. Right. KB. And Brock, by the way, all right. Let you want to talk baseball. Yeah, let's talk baseball. I'm not going to give you my address on the pod because I feel like that would be an idiotic move by me. Not the smartest. You can give your social security number. Hey, that's Breaking Tees. Go to breakingtees.com slash just baseball. Just baseball. The just baseball collection. Wow. So dope. God, let's do more of this shit. Let's do more of this shit. I'm down. <laughs> uh, we got a good one. We are two thirds of the way through the season. We want to talk about who the MVPs, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Years could be. And it's, it's kind of a heated race in a couple of these. Some of them feel like runaways, even though they probably shouldn't, a.k.a. Shohei and Vladdy. It's going to go to Shohei Otani, AL MVP. But Vladdy makes his case. There are a lot of tighter races, AL Cy Young. How about NL Cy Young? How about yeah. NL Rookie of the Year? How about AL Rookie of the Year? Because nobody's good. <laughs> it'll be really interesting to talk about this what do you want to start with mvp and work down the ladder or do you want to start at the bottom of the ring or at the bottom of the ladder and then work up well normally you know we do 10 to 1 with honorable mentions i think we start rookie of the year and i think we work our way up to the mvps because i think the mvp discussions at least in the al is like the easiest one maybe we can end on the al right okay how about we start even below rookie of the year with manager of the year, the least sexy award given out the least sexy award given out. I think right now the NL manager of the year. I mean, there's two really good choices. I think you got to go Gabe Kapler of the San Francisco giants. You probably do right. First team to 70 wins in baseball. He's got the Giants at 71 and 41, 35 and 17 at home, and eight game or 12 games over 500. I was short selling Gabe Kapler. Kapler and the Giants are 12 games over 500 against teams that are better than 500. Yeah. That's insane. It's the insane. other option, I think, is Craig Council in Milwaukee. Absolutely. Right? 66 and 46 at the time of recording. He's got a run differential of plus 88. My God, granted, not a good division right now with St. Louis, Chicago, Pittsburgh. They kind of suck, but they take care of business. They're 34 and 19 on the road. 
I mean, what else do you got to say? I feel like it's a two horse race right now between those two guys. Um, like, could Joe Girardi maybe jump out or no? Possibly. And I'm going to talk about the Phillies later because I think the Phillies have a real shot at winning this division. And then if Joe, but the NL East just isn't that crowded. And what, and what Kapler has done in San Francisco and what Council has done in Milwaukee, I feel like they are just the runaways right now. If the Phillies win the division, it's 100% a discussion with Joe Girardi. But at this point, it's just the Giants and the Brewers. I don't even know who else factors in because it's I agree. like anybody else in the Central factors in. NL East, it probably shouldn't even go to anybody in that division. I'm thinking it really shouldn't. maybe Dave Roberts, but he doesn't deserve it over Kapler or Council. He doesn't, especially not with better records. Yeah, fair. American League, I've got my eyes on a couple of people. Dusty Baker is an interesting one. Bob Melvin, another interesting one. And then Kevin Cash, obviously. But Tony, right? Is it Tony? It is can't it be Tony? Tony, but it I, might be Tony. I hope it's not Tony as a White Sox fan, but like it might be Tony. I want to go with Bob Melvin of the Oakland A's. Yeah. I, know I you just love think Bob Melvin. I love Bob Melvin. And what has been presented to Bob Melvin, if you look at the rosters, you could say the Rays roster is maybe not better or worse than the A's. You could say that. Me personally, I think the Rays roster is better. So I think. Bob Melvin has the worst roster out of all of those being considered and has done the most with what he's been given. So that's why I give it to Bob Melvin again. I mean, he's won it a couple of times. He's obviously a great manager. Think about one of the two star borderline superstars he had sucks right now. Yeah. Matt Chapman can't hit right now. Matt Olson has taken over that. Matt Olson has been amazing, but I agree. I mean, even their rotation, they don't have a, they don't have a bona fide ace. I will be interested to see how that team responds without Loriano for the end of this year. Very good point. Right. I'm curious how they bounce back, especially because they don't really have that outfield depth right now. We were just talking about Greg Dykeman right before we started recording who I said, (laughs) when you ask your mom, if you can go get Tyler O'Neill from the drive through (laughs) and she says, no, we have Tyler O'Neill at home. You open the fridge and you see Greg (laughs) Greg Dykeman. I, I asked I asked the question because um, I was looking at the Cubs lineup and I was just thinking about the under and I was like Greg Diekman is hitting fifth and there are not a lot of players in baseball that I don't really know and he's one of them and he's hitting fifth for the I, Chicago Cubs. I can't tell you how many times I've sent you MLB's pronunciation guide and you still just butcher Greg Diekman. I just said it too, Greg Diekman. Come on, man. I get in my own head. Gosh. Hyunjin Ryu. Hyunjin Ryu. Hyunjin Greg Ryu. Greg Dykeman. Yeah, I, you know, they don't really have the outfield depth in Oakland. And Greg Dykeman honestly could have been a little bit of that outfield depth. They traded for Starling Marte, with, which certainly helps. And that especially helps with Ramon Laureano out. But I have a question for you. interesting to see. Yeah. Do you think the A's knew about Ro- Ramon Laureano's substance abuse with steroids giving him the 80 game ban now he probably won't be back for the playoffs do you think the A's knew about that when they added Starling Marte I don't know if the timetable is 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 concise enough I think it might just be coincidence I think they knew all right think about it they have Mark Cannon Stephen Piscotty listen man we're not a conspiracy pod we're not a conspiracy pod but I you know I'm throwing it out there god all right moving on let's talk NL rookie of the year 
I love this race. You know who I'm rooting for. You, why don't you just present the argument for the other guy, and then I'll tell you why I need this bet to cash in. Perfect. So I have Trevor Rogers of the Miami Marlins winning the NL Rookie of the Year this year, and the stud lefty out of Miami is my pick. He's got a 2.45 ERA and a 2.61 FIP. Both are extremely strong. He's got a lower ERA than Max Scherzer, and he's thrown eight less innings. He's striking out hitters at a 29% strikeout rate and walking just 9%. Those are up with the aces in the National League. He will be a very good pitcher for a very long time, and I think his numbers, once we look at the end of the season, are just going to be too good to knock off. But you have an interesting pick and a guy that you selected at the beginning of the season. 40 plus 4,100. For Jonathan India to win NL Rookie of the Year, I cut it, I clipped it, I put it out on the Twittersphere as soon as I said it because he was going to be the opening day second baseman for the Cincinnati Reds. And then he dealt with injuries. And now would you look at Jonathan bleeping India? He's got an 862 OPS among qualified rookies. That's the second best, only behind Patrick Wisdom. But he's played 40 more games than Patrick Wisdom. He's hit 13 bombs, driven in 48. He's walked 53 times. Patrick Wisdom has walked 17 times. He swiped seven bags. He's got a 402 on base percentage. And it feels like this guy is always hitting tanks. Always. I'm a big fan. Do you actually believe in Trevor Rogers, or do you think Jonathan India should be the NL Rookie of the Year? I actually think Trevor Rogers will end up winning the NL Rookie of the Year. I think if his ERA is in the twos, and he keeps striking out hitters like that, limiting the walks, limiting the home runs. His expected numbers look really good. Also, as we move into the latter half or latter third of the MLB season, I just, I really like his stuff. I, I think Jonathan India is great. Um, I just think Trevor Rogers is a little bit better. Do you think India is an all-star at some point? In his career? Yeah. Fringe. So Rodgers was an all-star this year, his yeah. rookie year. I think that's why he should get the benefit of the doubt. But India, you think Jonathan India will really be like a multiple-time all-star? I don't know. No, I don't yeah. think so, especially Good. with Ozzy Albies pretty much being the same age. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Also, you know, I saw a hilarious tweet today. It was like, uh, I wonder what Juan Soto will be doing when he's Adley Rutschman's age. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. <laughs> great question. How crazy is that? Juan Soto is younger than Adley Rutschman. Yeah, that's screwed up, dude. Juan Soto's 22. Rutschman's 23. And Wander's younger than all of them. And Wander hasn't done anything yet, understandably. But he's going to be... We're going to be having the same conversation about him. Like, wow. I wonder what uh, I wonder what Wando, Wander Franco is going to be doing when he's Spencer Torkelson's age. And speaking about Wander Franco's teammate, my AL Rookie of the Year pick is Randy Rosarena of the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. This guy has been up now since 2019, but still somehow has his rookie eligibility. So I'm just going to take him to win it. He's got the perfect balance of power and speed with 16 home runs, 11 bags. And I honestly would be shocked if he finishes the year hitting 270 with 25 home runs and 20 steals when it's all said and done. The Rays are going to be fighting, if not leading, in, at first place. And I'm predicting he's going to be even better down the stretch. I mean, Randy Rosarena feels like he's been a big leaguer for a while, and now he still has rookie of the year eligibility. I like Randy Rosarena to win it. 
Yeah, I actually like a Rosarena too. I'm not going to offer much pushback. I'm just going to give you the names of some of the other guys that I think could be in contention here. I think Adolis Garcia should obviously be taken into account. He's hit 24 bombs, and it felt like 25 of those 24 came before the All-Star break. I know. Andrew Vaughn should be another name that is somewhat considered, but then Akil Badu. Akil Badu should totally be considered for this. Does Luis Garcia have rookie eligibility? He does Astros? have rookie eligibility. He's been he, damn good. He has been damn good, but I don't see him as a legitimate contender for the award. I think this should go to a Rosarena because yeah. I can't separate. If I was voting for this, I can't separate what happened last World Series in this year. I can't either. And I think he's going to continue to do really well down the stretch too as the Rays are battling it out for the Alleys. What if he turns out to be a gamer? Like what if mid-September he turns it on and runs it through October and Randy just turns into that guy? Would you be shocked? Not at all. Not even a little bit. So that's why I have Randy Rosarina and I think you do too. Yeah, I've got Randy. Let's talk NL Cy Young. This is a wide open race because Jacob deGrom is hurt. And he's got his second MRI scheduled for this Friday. I have no idea what that MRI is going to say. Even if he comes back, I don't know if he's got the innings to legitimately be a Cy Young contender. He was. He was the NL Cy Young at the All-Star break. He was the NL MVP MVP? at the All-Star break. But injuries, they're a bitch. We, We both know that. Everybody knows that injuries suck. But without DeGrom, this thing opens so wide up. Cut the list down to five. Do you want me to? I can get I can give you I can give you right now five names, but I would just like to start with my guy, with the guy I'm picking. But we can I can I can I can do it to five. (sighs) I think I think I'm gonna include this guy in my list of five. I'm gonna give you a list of five, and I want you to tell me why you're picking this guy. I love it. I'm gonna save him for last. Walker Bueller is an innings eater, and all he does is win. Brandon Woodruff has been arguably the best of the three that are possible Cy Young contenders in Milwaukee. No doubt. So we've got Bueller and Woodruff. I want to throw Kevin Gosman in there, even though he has really struggled in the second half of the season. Kevin Gosman had too good a first half to ignore. Agreed. Fair? Fair. I'm trying to think of a fourth that could be in here ahead of this fifth guy. You haven't even picked it. Well, first, put Freddie in there with his 2-2 ERA. Yeah, okay, let's put Freddie Peralta in there because Freddie's our guy, and this is the Freddie Peralta truther pod. And then your Absolutely. guy, Zach Wheeler with the Philadelphia Phillies. You had to give it away? I, he's my <laughs> guy right now, too. He just threw a complete game. Zach Wheeler is my pick for NL Rookie of the Year, and I'll tell you why. Oh, no, no, no. NL Cy Young. What did I say? NL Rookie of the Year. I'm getting confused. My pick for NL Cy Young is Zach Wheeler of the Philadelphia Phillies, and I'll tell you why. He leads all of baseball in innings pitched and has one of the best ERAs and expected ERAs in the league for a team that's on the playoff hunt, and his starts are crucial every single time he steps on the mound. He's also the major league leader in strikeouts, and unless DeGrom comes back very soon and continues to be lights out, I think Wheeler takes it, and I think it's based on the fact that when we look at the next stretch of games, whose outings are going to be the most crucial? Zach Wheeler's will be the most crucial down the stretch. You could say Bueller. You could say Gosman. You could say any of the Brewers guys. 
But the Phillies really make a push to win this division. Zach Wheeler will be a huge reason why. And that's why I think Zach Wheeler has a very good shot of winning the NL Cy Young. Did you know Zach Wheeler throws 100 miles an hour? He, I, I do, yes. He throws really hard. I think his last fastball, upstairs fastball yesterday, pitch number 101, if I'm not mistaken, was 98 miles an hour at the top of the zone to finish we'll it. That. First guy for the Phillies to retire 22 in a row since Doc Halliday did it on the day that they retired Doc's number 34. Not too bad. That's awesome. Zach Wheeler's a stud. He leads Major League Baseball in innings pitched. He leads Major League Baseball in strikeouts. I do want to just throw a couple of numbers out here for you to pump up the other guys, the other contenders for this. Freddie Peralta is holding opponents to a 136 batting average against. That's almost 50 points better than the next best guy in baseball. We're the Freddie Peralta truther pod. 136. Kevin Gosman is next at 181. Brandon Woodruff after that 182. Max Scherzer at 183, and then you get to Bueller at 191. 136. That's so low. That's insane. With a fastball and a slider, that's it. We were talking about it in April. After he made his first start of the year, we said, we like watching that that two-pitch mix, that fastball, the slider from Freddie Peralta. It's like a slurve. It's disgusting. It's unbelievable. God, you want to talk AL Cy Young? We could talk AL Cy Young. It's not as sexy as NL Cy Young because they not face a pitcher. They face there's a pitcher not, every time through. There's just not that many good. There's not as many good pitchers in the American League as there is in the National League. I mean, the National League is so stacked. It's so stacked. I think the two leaders for this award are on the same team. I agree. So I want to give you my. I want to give you my number one. The AL Cy Young, at least my pick for AL Cy Young this year is Lance Lynn of the Chicago White Sox. He's the current MLB leader in ERA at 2.04 for those that qualify. And he also has the lowest expected ERA out of all starting pitchers. Those advanced numbers are important when we're projecting into the future. And I haven't seen anything from Lance Lynn that makes me think he's going to blow up, that he's going to do any worse. I think there is a very real chance that Lance Lynn leads the entire league in ERA when it's all said and done. The fastball, he throws it like 60% of the time, and it just gets guys out repeatedly, and nobody can touch it. Not only is he one of the most fun pitchers to watch, but he's been the best in baseball this year. How about this? Strikeout leaders in the American League. Lance Lynn all the way down at 13. So has he lost it? Garrett Cole, number one. Then you've got Carlos Rodon at two, Dylan Cease at three, Lucas Giolito at six. Three guys in the White Sox rotation that are top six in the American League in strikeouts, and they don't include the AL Cy Young frontrunner. That's how good the White Sox rotation has really been. We were talking about Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is a legit three. A legit three. He's and a he's legit an all-star three. at points. His... And now he's the four for the White Sox. Dude, he's craziness. Um, wait, I, I have do, a question. Yeah. Fire Next away. five years, Dylan Cease or Lucas Chilito? Dylan Cease. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, right? It's 99 with that crazy knuckle curve, and he's got a good Nasty. slider. The fastball changeup, it's good, but Giolito's left it over the heart of the plate. We've seen cracks in the armor this year with Giolito. You're not wrong. 
I'm going to make the case for two and three. Garrett Cole, I think, is three just because he strikes out everybody and spider attack or no spider attack, he still throws gas. Still good. But Carlos Rodon, man, the one-year $3 million prove-it deal after getting non-tendered and he comes out and strikes out 11 guys through five innings on Saturday. We'll take it. Light stuff. Hitting 98 in the first inning, ups it to 99, ups it to 100 miles an hour in the fifth or sixth. I saw someone tweeted out his slider through a back leg slider or back foot slider to uh, it's one of those Cubs hitters. Said it was the greatest slider ever thrown. (laughs) He's got an unbelievable perfectly placed greatest slider ever thrown. Didn't everybody know that when he was in Raleigh, though? When he was dominating at NC State, everybody knew, and that's why he was the third overall pick, because he was 94 with a crazy slider, but he only threw two pitches. And then he started to get hurt. He started to deal with stuff. And then major league hitters, they have the maturity and they have the ability to adjust when you throw a 94-mile-an-hour fastball and you throw a really good slider. You lay off the slider and you hit 94. Everybody can hit 94 now. But when you are 98 and you get two versions of your slider work. He can tighten it up. He can also get wicked break on it, depending on where he throws it. He can locate the slider, back door, back foot, or he just implemented a curveball this year. Ethan Katz saw it during spring training and said, this is just another non-slider that we can work into the arsenal. When you have more pitches to throw that are non-sliders, when you've got the best slider in baseball, arguably, it's game over. And the sign of a true ace we were talking about it earlier, is when your fastball is very hard to hit, right? Walker Bueller is a perfect example of a guy with an opponent average against a fastball of under 200. Yeah. So you know a guy is a really good pitcher when that hittable pitch is almost unhittable because then you have to rely on hitting their off-speed pitches. And you can't really do that because they're all nasty. And so Carlos Rodon... Because his fastball has been working so well, it just sets up his off-speed so much better. So it's like Blake Snell is another example of a pitcher whose fastball is so hittable, and that's why he has wandered away from a status, is because we're not going to swing at your curveball. We're just going to hit the fastball. And then we're just going to take, we're going to take, we're going to take. We're not swinging at that loopy curveball. Because we know that we can hit your fastball with Carlos Rodon, Zach Wheeler, Walker Bueller, all of these aces. You don't wait on the fastball because it's so good, too. So that's what shows the true sign of an ace to me is when the fastball is so unhittable. I mean, you got to have good off speed, but you know what I'm saying. Pete, you know, we we talked about this same thing with this guy in April. Who am I going to say? Adding a pitch to get away from the two pitch low. Shit, you're putting me on the spot here. I know. Who are we? Let me AL think. East. We're talking about Chapman? No, we're talking about Tyler Glass now. Oh, yes. When he yes. added that Come slider. on. I, I, he's hurt. I forgot. That's my I bad. know. I know. It's going to suck not having Tyler Glass now in Tampa in 2022. Yeah. But he was throwing 100 with the best breaking ball I've ever seen. Like this curveball. <laughs> Nutty. James Kerjack. Right. But hitters are going to be smart enough to lay off that curveball and hit 100. So yeah. he adds this nasty slider in April, and he's unhittable. Now the rest so, of them are screwed. Yeah. 
you mentioned Walker Bueller and opponents hitting under 200 against his fastball. We were talking about this. We were just sitting there on FaceTime and I was pulling up his pitcher list and I was laughing my ass off earlier this how week. How good he is. I just want to run through the arsenal and the batting average against against his pitches. Yes. So Walker Bueller throws his four-seam fastball 53% of the time. And opponents, like Pete said, hit 196 against his four-seam fastball. That's crazy. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And they've got a 228 batting average on balls in play. That's so low. That's so low. His next most used pitch is his slider. And opponents are hitting 176 against his slider. He throws that 15% of the time. He throws a cutter 15% of the time. Opponents are hitting 200 against his cutter. He throws his curveball 14% of the time, and opponents are hitting 164 against his curveball. So he's got four pitches that he throws at least 14% of the time that opponents are hitting 200 or lower against. I mean, it's unbelievable. Cheat code. It's a cheat code. And that shows the true sign of an ace. Yeah. Should we get to the MVP conversation? Yeah, let's get to the MVP conversation because... In the American League, ah, no, we're doing the National League first. I had a good transition for the American League. But we're going to do the <laughs> National League. I'm going to give you my thought out of the gate, and I want you to expand right now. I think it's fucking Bryce Harper. I think it's fucking Bryce Harper. God, I, I wouldn't have said that Bryce last Harper. week. I wouldn't have said it last week. He's having such an underrated season. And if he keeps this up, the Phillies are going to win the damn division. He has a real shot at MVP. He is hitting 300, getting on base at over a 400 clip, slugging at least 550. Guess who else can say that in the National League? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody can say that. Plus, he's second to Tatis in WRC+. And Tatis is still dealing with the shoulder injury. I think, and it's a big, I picked Wheeler and I picked Bryce Harper as my as my NL Cy Young and as my NL MVP. And it's based on the fact that I think the Phillies have a real shot at winning this division. We were going over their rotation. You have Zach Wheeler. You have Aaron Nola, who's still Aaron Nola. He's going to figure it out down the stretch. Wheeler was supposed to be the two. They signed him to be the two. The Mets are definitely kicking themselves right now. Think about this. Kyle Gibson is good. I refuse to believe he's not good. He is good. He's fixed something. He's good. Zach Eflin is a very good four. He's fine. He's fine. That's a real rotation. Adding Ian Kennedy was big. Oh, he's their closer now. He's their closer. He's good. The rest of their team, Alec Bohm is improving. They're going to get Didi back. Real Muto is still the best catcher in baseball. Reese Hoskins. How about Segura? How about it? The Phillies. Stand up, Philly. I'm not going to. What's up? Like, Philadelphia (laughs) is real. They can beat the Mets. And with the Mets still dealing, I mean, just bad at bats from the Mets. Just bad at J.D. Davis. Like, you can't go 3-0 and then swing at three straight balls. Like, you're not going to win games doing that, Javi Baez. Did you see Pete Alonso's remarks after yesterday's game when they got shut out by Zach Wheeler? I didn't, no. Pete Alonso, um, he, he was just very frustrated in the Mets' offense. It was... It almost kind of felt like the opposite of the Tim Tebow Florida press conference when he says you're <laughs> never going to see a guy. You know, like I, it, it was it was interesting to see. I feel like the Mets are maybe deflated right now, and I think the Phillies. There's a chance they run away with the division back quarter of the year. 
All I'm saying is there's not that much time left and the Phillies are getting hot at the right time while the Mets are not. And the Braves are low key in second place right now. Yeah, I there's a world where the Mets don't finish in first or second in the division. There's a real world where that's possible. I mean, not having your two best players, Francisco Lenore and Jacob deGrom, for an extended period of time doesn't help. Nope. And they will be back somewhat soon, but we don't know exactly when. How do and we there's know? not that many more games left. We're, we're, we're like 68% <laughs> through the season. We are 10 days into the month before August, or the month before September. Like, that's, we're getting close. September's in three weeks. Yeah. What are we talking about here? By the way, Luca, five years, $207 million. I want that money. God, good for you, Luca. Uh, we talked about it on the pod last week. I think there's a direct correlation between the OPS leader and the MVP conversation often. Bryce Harper was not on the OPS leaderboard. He was outside the top 10 for a long time this year. Now, where is he? He's fifth in all of baseball. He's third in the National League, only behind... Fernando Tatis Jr., who we don't know how he's feeling health-wise, and Ronald Acuna Jr., who did not play enough to be the MVP. Bryce Harper could lead the National League in OPS if Tatis continues to deal with his shoulder thing, and he could will his team to a division title. That's a lot better than Fernando Tatis. Granted, he's hurt right now. He is the most electrifying player in baseball. We get that. He and Shohei, the most electrifying players in baseball but his team's going to finish third in the division and they don't look too hot right now. When Fernando comes back, if he provides this spark and they somehow jump the Dodgers, then Tatis is your runaway NL MVP. If the season ended right now, Tatis is probably the national league MVP. Probably. But the way that everybody's trending, the way that some people are declining and some people are rising to the top, Bryce Harper is on this conveyor belt right up. Jack, I couldn't have worded that better myself. Thanks, Chief. I, I could have said elevator and not conveyor belt. Conveyor belt. I like conveyor a, though. I even I was about to say something. Conveyor belt is great. You know, yeah, not but like quite, but it works. They don't necessarily go up. I think. Yeah, they won't go side to side. Horizontally, not vertically. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk American League MVP. Uh, I'm going to use my transition retroactive to the American League Cy Young conversation. You do it. A guy, a guy that could be a legitimate one is also the best hitter in the American League, not named Vladdy Jr. And if you're that good of a pitcher and that Hall of Fame caliber of a hitter, you're going to win the American League MVP. He leads the league in home runs, and he has a 2.93 ERA with a 30% strikeout percentage. Do I even need to say more? We haven't said his name yet. What's his name? Shohei Otani will win the American League MVP. Good. I will continue, because why not? Why not? He's second in WRC plus only behind Vladdy in the entire league. And he's also got 15 stolen bases and is one of the fastest players in baseball in terms of sprint speed. When someone finds a weakness in this man, please let us know. That's all I got to say. Shohei Otani should win the MLB MVP. Can we I don't care some- if they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> Can we pour some love on Vladdy Jr. for a sec? He deserves it. Yeah, he's, I mean, he he leads the league in WRC+. He leads the league in WRC+. He leads the league in OPS by north of 20 points. He oh, is third in the league. league pitch. He's slugging 635, and he's making diving plays on pop-up bunts now. 
just let me know when he can pitch. And then he can be in that same conversation because Shohei is like almost having as good of an offensive season as he is. Yeah. And it's not like the Jays are the Jays are fourth in the division. Do I think that they have a real possibility of making a wild card? Yes. Do I think that it will happen like a hundred percent? No, no, I don't. So if show you go, if Shohei and Vladdy both don't make the playoffs, it's Shohei easy. If the Blue Jays make the playoffs and the Angels don't, I think we have a real conversation considering if Vladdy keeps this up. And I think if they both make the playoffs somehow out of the depths of nowhere, then you still give it to Shohei. (laughs) I just, I want to shout this out about Shohei because if he didn't have the sheer number of at-bats that he does, this conversation could maybe sneak the way of Vladdy just a little bit. Like, hey, Vladdy's got a shot. Vladdy's got 400 at-bats so far this year. Shohei Otani, who pitches once a week, has 372. He's got only 28 fewer at-bats than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's playing all the time. So I guess the only thing we got to be worried about is if he gets hurt? Yeah. That's a fine thing. I mean, everybody's got to worry about getting hurt. Everyone has to worry about getting hurt. Shohei Otani is the American League MVP until further notice. Another name I'd love to shout out. He's not going to win it. The Baltimore Orioles are terrible. But Cedric Cedric Mullins has been a freak. And I'm so glad to see him doing well. And it was not a fluke either. He continues this stretch of just hitting the baseball a lot harder than everyone, running a lot faster than everyone, fielding the ball in center field a lot better than everyone. He's just all around such a good baseball player, and I'm so excited to see his career and how it ends up when it's all said and done. I know it's so early and for me to say that, but I really do think that he is going to be very good for a very long time. We're going to play uh, a trivia game before we say goodbye about Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins right now is hitting 320 with 20 home runs and 21 stolen bases. There are eight guys since the turn of the millennium. So since the year 2000 to hit 320 or above with 20 or more home runs and 20 or more stolen bases. This baseball reference, hold on. This baseball reference screenshot was uh, posted by the guys at Cespedes family barbecue. I love those guys. I love those guys too. You want it again? Eight guys since 2000 to hit above 320 hit more than 30 home runs and have more than 30 stolen bases in the same season. Okay. So 30, 30 and three twenty. Matt Kemp is one of three that did it in 2011. Ryan Braun, Ryan Braun. Who's the other guy in 2011? I'm trying to think who was the other guy to do it in 2011 American league. You're going to have to give it to me. AL East. Is it a Yank? No. No. Don't tell me it was Jacoby Ellsbury. It was Jacoby Ellsbury. Oh, my God. It was Jacoby Ellsbury. Jacoby Ellsbury, 321 with 32 bombs and 39 swiped bags. In I knew he was 30-30. I didn't realize he was 321. I, I thought he was 280. Wow. I, that, I was thinking about that name. I just did, I thought there was no shot he had 320. 
Wow. So you got the three from 2011. So you've got five more that have done it since the year 2000. 30-30, hitting 320. Ron Acuna hasn't done it. No. Mike Trout? Mike Trout did it in 2012. So what, I got four left? You got four left. Prince Fielder, did he steal 30 back? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, do you want me to give you the years? Yes, please. We'll work backwards. 2019. Who did it in 2019? Oh, Trey Turner? No. Turner hasn't hit 30 bombs. He hasn't hit 30 bombs this season? No, no he hasn't. He might this year. Trey Turner also could win at, um, NL MVP this year. He's a dark horse. He's a dark horse. Justin Turner also. Max Muncy also. <laughs> All right. 2019. I cannot get this wrong. He didn't win MVP in 2019. I know, no way. I mean, Jose Ramirez did not hit 320. Nope. National League. 2019. I don't know. 44 home runs, 30 stolen bases, and he led the league with a 329 batting average. Yelich? Christian Yelich in 2019. Duh. How How about 2018? Belly? Nope. 32 yeah, no bombs, 30 stolen bases, 346 for this guy in 2018. Can you give me a division or team or, or a AL? League? He was big time in the postseason, too. Judd? No, that's stupid. No. That was stupid. That was a dumb guess. <laughs> uh, 44 home runs and 30 stolen bases? 2018. I don't American know. League. Who's the best outfielder currently playing that you haven't named? The You're going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. Mookie Betts in 2018. Duh. You, you got thinking and uh Yeah. Damn it. 44 okay, so... home runs from Mookie. Uh no, no, no. 32. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about the yellow. I was thinking about Yelich. So, so far, you've got eight guys. You've got six of the eight guys since the year 2000 to have 30 plus bombs, 30 plus stolen bases, and hit 320 or above. Yelich in 2019, Betts in 2018, Trout in 2012, and then Kemp, Braun, and Jacoby Ellsbury in 2011. Other guy did it in 2007, and the other guy did it in 2002. Alfonso Soriano. Nope. What? No. Nope. Oh, didn't it 320. That's yep. the thing. It's like, I know the, I, I don't know the guys who also hit for a very high average. Exactly. 2002. 2002. I believe he was in Anaheim at this point. Tim Salmon. No. God, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that was a good name though. You know, you know, when you're playing that throwback game with your boys where it's like yeah. name a random athlete, TJ Hushmanzada. Yeah. Oh, you know, a good play- one. Xavier Nady. <laughs> Xavier Nady. Uh, I just that. brought up Jason Bay recently. Neil Walker. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, you ever played the game Harmon Killebrew? No, what's that? Harmon Killebrew. I used to play with my friends at college. You would go around and name a random old athlete. And you, the first initial of a guy's last name needed to be the first initial of the next guy's first name. Oh, that's good. So somebody would say, you know, Akeem Hicks. And that guy would then say Harmon Killebrew. And the guy who said Harmon Killebrew, the guy after him would have to finish his beer. 
I like that. I yeah. like that. It was a good game. <laughs> People, I mean, it was just a bunch of, oh, that's such a good name. That's such, that's such a guy thing to do. Like, oh, what a name. <laughs> Let's just wrap this pot up, man. Vlad Guerrero Sr. did it in 2002. Best uh, year on this list. Vlad Sr., 39 bombs, 40 stolen bases, and he hit 336 in 2002. And then in 2007, this guy hit 325 with 30 A-Rod. home runs and 34 stolen bases. A Rod? No, in New York. David Justice. David Wrights. David Wrights. He stole 30 bases? David Wrights stole 30 plus bags. 20, 2007. I don't believe you. Yeah, no, but I bet that's it. what that's baseball crazy, reference though. says. Again, that was that was from our guys at at Cespedes Family Barbecue. They did that, and Cedric Mullins might be on pace to do that. But let's just run through them real quick. Otani's our AL MVP. Our NL MVP, I, we think, is Bryce Harper. Bryce fucking Harper. AL Cy Young is Lance Lynn. NL Cy Young, we think, is Zach Wheeler. Stand up, Philly. Stand up, Philly. AL Rookie of the Year is Randy Rosarena. NL Rookie of the Year is. I think Trevor Rogers, you think Jonathan India. I think Jonathan India. And then we've got either Gabe Kapler or Craig Council winning an NL manager of the year. It's probably going to be Gabe Kapler. And then AL manager of the year. Is it going to be Bob Melvin? Is it going to be Kevin Cash? Or is it going to be lot Tony La Russa? We have no Don't idea. give it to Tony. Oh, win I'm, 3-0. Man, I'm at Jack underscore McMullen 11. He is at Peter Apple 23. We are at just BB media on Twitter. We are at just baseball fans on TikTok and Instagram. Like subscribe, leave a five-star review on Apple pods, breaking slash just baseball. Go get your merch. It's sick. And we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Thank you everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.